This is Grace Grit and Getting It Done, the podcast for women who want to focus on their personal development and their professional priorities, increase their earnings, expand their influence, and advance up the leadership ladder all the way into the C-suite. Hi, I'm your host, Lisa Gillette. My podcast, Grace Grit and Getting It Done, offers a practical guide for women working in the corporate arena. Weekly episodes feature conversations with recognized experts, authors, and influencers. I'm covering topics from navigating corporate culture and coping with gender bias to prioritizing self-care and managing work-life balance. For more information, or if you'd like to contact me, send an email to lisa at bigsky.coach. Can women have it all? Can a woman have it all? What does having it all mean? And why aren't men asked this question? Does having it all mean the perfect job, the perfect spouse, the perfect partner, the fabulous family, the fantastic career? What does having it all mean? And if you're having it all, do you appreciate it all if it's all happening at the same time? Would you want it all at the same time? Hmm. Look, having it all does imply that as women, we don't or we can't. But let's face it, all human beings are perfectly imperfect. And as soon as women can give up this idea of needing to be perfect, we're going to be a lot happier. So today, I'm going to be talking with a friend and colleague, Maggie Bain. She's a certified sex therapist. She's an intimacy and relationship specialist. And I refer to her as the bro whisperer. Yes, she is going to let us know how to communicate with our significant others. But before we get there, I want to share two things. We're going to get a little spicy, but this is totally going to be PG rated. I want to give a little history of sex. I'm actually going to start talking about oral contraceptions because this blew me away. Oral contraceptions in this country, the U.S., became available in 1960. That's when they were approved by the FDA. And by 1962, over a million women in the U.S. were using them. Today, over 300 million women worldwide use oral contraceptives. And what that has done is give women bodily autonomy, reproductive freedom, the ability to choose when to start a family and how many children has been a real game changer. But what's really curious, after oral contraceptives were approved by the FDA, birth control was not legalized in the United States until 1965. And it wasn't until 1974 that a woman could own and open her own credit card, her own line of equity, that she could apply for a home loan, that she could open a bank account without her partner, her spouse, being her co-signer. What? Let's share a few more things. In 1970, there was a report, a survey, a hearing in the Senate because the current birth control at the time was really causing many health problems for women. It was basically just pure testosterone, and that caused a lot of health issues. And so with what happened in the 60s, with the push for civil rights, with the youth revolution, women, too, once again, started to gather mobilize and communicate their need to take their place alongside men as a free and equal autonomous individual. 
And so we started hearing from more and more women, not only about the workplace, but also about sexuality. And in 1976, Cher Height, who was a sex educator, psychologist, wrote the book, The Height Report. She interviewed over 100,000 women. And you know what she found out? Women didn't want commitment. They wanted greater connection and affection and they wanted sexual satisfaction. Well, this was a big to-do because women wanting something and then actually asking for it, that was a little bit of a kerfuffle. Let's forward ahead to 1992. John Gray wrote a book called Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And he literally said something that has now pretty common, men and women communicate differently. And when we can acknowledge that we have different ways of communicating, we can actually communicate more effectively. Women love to collaborate to create solutions. Men want to solve a problem. Many men have the ready, fire, aim approach, and that sometimes can show up in the bedroom. Maggie's going to help us through all of this. In 2019, Paul Dolan wrote a book called Happily Ever After, and this caused an even greater stir among some of the more ossified societal structures. Paul Dolan said that unmarried women were by far, based on his research, happy, contented, fulfilled. The least fulfilled, happy, contented group, single men. With married men, close to single women in their level of satisfaction. No comment, but I am going to ask Maggie about that. And then just before I started planning this episode, I got on to the internet. We just love it. And I went to a site called the Research Survey Center on American Life. This is the latest statistics, March of 2022 this year. And the survey was on politics, which we're not going to be talking about sex, which we are going to be talking about, and sexuality. And here's what the research said. Men think about sex more often than women. Shocking? Not really. And this is not true for all women. But 47% of the men surveyed said they think about sex daily. Less than 20% of the women do. Men report lower levels of satisfaction with their sex life. Men were at 68% saying they were not satisfied. Women at 62. Mm. And here we come to the big eye-opener. Men watch porn four times more than women do. And of course, men are reporting lower satisfaction with their sex and their sexual partners. Unfortunately, People who watch sex often report greater social isolation, lower self-confidence, and less satisfying sex. Today, I am so excited to introduce my guest, Maggie Bain. She's a certified sex therapist and intimacy and relationship specialist, and she's going to be sharing Maggie magic, Maggie magic with us later. So Maggie, welcome. You're coming to us from the Isle of Jersey. Yes, yes. Hello, and thank you so much for having me, Lisa. It's just, I loved listening to your intro there. There was so, so many things that we can talk about. It was so juicy, and I hope it stimulated thought with lots of the, the listeners, because I just think it's, it's just wonderful, all of that. Yes, yeah, so I'm calling you from a little island uh, between England and France. Who would have thought? Who would have awesome. thought? The internet's amazing. So Maggie, let's jump in and just tell me, I know you've got a medical background, 
Um, but tell me, how did you become a sex therapist? How, how did that start? I know, I know. People think it's, it's, some people think it's really odd, but for me, it's a natural path. Yeah, so I've got a nursing background, been nursing all my life. And so when I look back now, I see the path from midwifery, infertility, critical care, um, plastic surgery, which is body modification. And so all these things add to the depth of understanding and the experience that I've had coaching and counseling people in their hardest, darkest times. So when I was heading close to 50 and I was thinking, gosh, I can't do this nursing. I can't run after doctors for the rest of my life. What do I really want to do? My children were getting older. And so sat still one afternoon and I thought, you know, I really want to be a sex therapist. I always have. I'm sure like you, you know, girlfriends, lunches and, you know, you end up talking about your boyfriends and your husbands. And of course, we get onto the nitty gritty. And at the end, I'd always say, oh, I'd love to be a sex therapist. And because of the nursing, uh, the ease of talking about these things, um, it was a natural progression. And so I was living in the Bahamas at that time. That's where my family are. And so I found a sex educator in West Palm Beach in Florida. And so that's what I did. I went backwards and forwards and trained and became the first sex therapist in the Bahamas. So that's always interesting being the first. <laughs> and I understand you had quite, um, quite a following and you had a television show or a radio show. Talk to us about that a little bit, a newspaper column. Well, that's the thing. When you're the first, you've got nobody and nothing to mold it on. And so somebody told me the best thing that you can probably do is to see if you could write a column in the local newspaper because they'll allow you to add your contact information and um, people will get to know the way that you think and what it's all about. So as you can see, confidence has never been a problem for me. I picked up the phone and had never written before in my life and asked to speak to the features editor in the local paper. And I said, this is what I do. This is my training. And here are some of the topics that I'd like to write about. And she said, oh, that sounds good. Send it to me by Thursday. I'll print it on Tuesday. Click. And I was like, and now I had to write. And so, you know, if anybody, I know your background, you know, anybody who's written it, it can feel very, you can feel very naked. And so this is the bare naked, how vulnerable that we can feel um, at those times. Um, but it was well received. Uh, it was called Loving Relationships. And I started off writing, uh, it was only 600 words, but when you've got to do that every week, um, that was quite something when you've never written before. So I started with relationships and over time, I would just add a little sexuality at the end because I was opening up slightly taboo topics. And then as it was so well received, I got braver. Then I got into things like, does size really matter? And why do men cheat? And why do women cheat? And, uh, and it just went from there. And of course, from there, all good radio shows are always looking for guests. And so I was invited on until after about a year and I was on a morning show and during the commercial break, the owner of the station came in and he said, she needs her own show. <laughs> and I said, well, as long as you're not gonna censor me. 
And they said, no, no. And because they knew my medical background, I wouldn't be talking what I call streetsy. And, um, and there it went from there. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. But so in time, it was just a nudge. It was a little thing here. What will be accepted? What won't be? And, and so there we go. It just grew from there. I love the way you so specifically knew that you had a calling, you got the education, you got the certification, and then you started asking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really do. And this is for all the listeners out there, whether you're going to be a sex therapist or whether you decide you want to step into a role of higher leadership. If you're really clear about what you want, then the path becomes clear and the opportunities come to you. So, Maggie, that was inspiring. Let me let me ask you, um, you work with both men and women. Yes. Yes. Mm hmm. And but you also work with men has individual clients, correct? Mm-hmm. So what are some of the bigger challenges that your male clients bring to you? Well, as I found over the years, um, this was back home in the Bahamas. Um, over time, I found that the men were the people that were contacting me on the phone to make the appointments. So word must have gone out. Good old word of mouth. Um, that I wasn't overly biased. I'm very pro-couple. And although I'm a woman, I wasn't always going to be on the woman's side. I I would fight for you too, kind of thing. And so that's how it came about. And so you start off with, does your partner want to come and speak with me as well? And so where women think that men have that issue, oh, he's not going to come and he, he won't do that. But the men have it equally, you know, um, I came across that. And so, you know, I've had such an array of complaints and issues that they come with. And one of them was a man that was really quite emotional and he felt he had a very cold, unaffectionate wife who couldn't express. And he just wanted to be validated over his feelings and, you know, and and I thought, gosh, isn't that what a lot of women are looking for, too? And so it's interesting. And of course, the other topics like, you know, the high sex drive, not getting enough sex. These are all the common things. But um, it isn't standard. We shouldn't expect. And I've come to realize that. Can't stereotype, can't generalize. Yeah. Yeah. I love how open-minded you are about a topic that so many people are uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. How do you help your clients create that emotional connection? Mm. Gosh, Lisa, this is when we get into the, you want to know the details of the Maggie magic? You know, yes, please. Yes, please. It's so, and it's creating a very comfortable place for them to relax and to open up when they're with me. And so we build a trust. And so it's amazing where the things that you can't say to your partner, you feel free speaking and saying to me. And so being in the same presence in the same room, they hear it too. So sometimes I've seen the surprise and shock on the partner's face. And then I've said, is that the first time that you've heard that? And they'll go, yes. So it's it's that, It's, it's just, I do call myself sometimes a can opener because it is. And I warn people, I warn when they start this work that, you know, 
it'll get hard before it gets better. You know, it is uh, you're unearthing things that you never thought would be. Um, and so it's that getting people comfortable. Um, and then the rest is, well, that's trade secret stuff of the Maggie magic. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That, that, that truthfully, you call it getting truthfully naked. Mm-hmm. And I that I just I'm going to go off a little bit on a tangent here, but in a business setting, you can't be fully transparent about your emotions, only your visions. But with your spouse, if you bring that business mindset into the relationship, it just puts up that wall. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you coach very successful men? I'm just going to ask this right out. Mm-hmm. who are highly successful in the workplace, but you know, teetering on the edge of divorce with their spouses. How right. do you break through that? Right. And so it's, you know, again, and it's often those men, sorry, hate generalizing, but it is where they think, oh, I'm really good at this, but I'm not good at this. And so what I have to show them is that it is the same. What you are doing and what you are saying, the amount of attention, the amount of interest, the amount of effort that you're putting towards your colleagues can be translated into your personal relationship. So that's where I first start. And so the other thing is, is role play. It's role play. And so that's why some couples, there is not a, you know, you're going to be ready. You're going to be at the stage in one month. You know, some people are a bit slower and some people are a bit quicker. Some stages in the work that they do with me seem quick. And some are a bit slow. <clears throat> so it is, it's, it's through practice and it's through examples. So, and I might call them out on things and say, you know, the words that they use or is that really how you feel or why do you feel like this? And are, were you feeling anything else at the time? And so it's drawing it out of them and showing them through examples and through having their partner there and practice that um, it becomes uh, uh, a new habit. Because a lot of these things, it's that we have to undo. We have to unlearn habits. So how you talk, as you said, if he's coming home and talking to her in the same way that he would talk to his colleagues and she's feeling that you're talking to me like a manager, then, you know, it, it can all be unlearned. And so that, but it's practice and it's conscious, conscious, conscious practice and learning. Yeah. That's amazing. The amount of, I can just hear it in your voice and see it in your body. The amount of trust and respect you have for your clients is essential to their success. So, uh, yeah, I'm really. So we've talked a little bit about the process, the Maggie magic. And Mm -hmm. in just a little bit, I'm going to share with everybody how you can contact Maggie. And actually, if you want to enjoy and embrace and practice the magic, you'll be able to do that. But one of the things that you talk about is the overlap. And I'd really like to hear more about that. Yes, Yes. The overlap. Well, everybody worries about losing themselves in a relationship. Everybody does. I don't want them to change me. I'm scared about changing, what if? And so it's the what ifs are the things that stop us. The self-doubt, the self-limiting um, you know, beliefs, it, it just stops us. 
And so, um, you know, maybe our COVID head has just gone to me. Oh, uh, just a note. Here's I Maggie know. standing and delivering. So we're talking about overlap. I know. They overlap. They overlap. So I always tell people, please don't change for people. Please don't, because that's how you lose yourself in a relationship. Because you're trying to be everything that you think that they want to be. And so you lose yourself. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because if they were attracted to you and like you and love you as yourself, they love you as an individual. But as a couple, you will overlap. You will overlap. And so there becomes uh, interdependency that comes about. And, uh, you know, where you share and things are important over what their needs are and what they like. So it's like, where do you want to go for dinner? Where do you want to live? So those questions come at the overlap. And so that is where we might tweak some of our bad habits. We might tweak some of our little annoying sayings or phrases or things that we know are just doing. That's where you might change. But you're going to do that for yourself for the best interests of the relationship, not because it's what they totally want or the losing of yourself. So um, this is the important, and this is what I have to spend a lot of time with people understanding that this is what it's about. It's the overlap. And that's where the beauty of the relationship is. And that's where the real joy and love and the oneness comes at the overlap. How do you coach a couple through or an individual client through when it's time to say, I really tried, but now we need to part ways. What's oh, that moment like? Wow. Wow. Gosh. As you were asking me that, I was just thinking it just came flashbacks of a young woman who had come to see me for quite a few sessions. And she was talking about this relationship she was in and she just knew it wasn't right and she wanted to end it. And then at the end of one session, she asked, could I bring him here so that we could do a here? And I was taken aback. And um, so, yes, she ended it and she did it quite easily. So I was like, gosh, and yet she found the comfort of doing it in session uh, with me. And I felt I did feel for the guy because I was like, he paid for the session at the time. But it's like, you know, if she had found it so hard and yet perhaps all through our previous sessions, she'd been doing the 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 processing she had been thinking through and rationalizing it all. So it is, it's it's very hard. And I always tell people right at the beginning when I ask them what their expectations are. And of course, people come in crisis to me and, you know, it's what well, we want to try, we want to do. And so the first question is, do you see yourselves with each other in the next five, 10 years? And so these, so they go away with all kind of questions. Um, but when it comes after we've done the work and if it's really hard and it's not going, I could see that it's not making progress. It's still, I feel not my place. I don't word it as that, um, but I can steer them in different directions because I want them always to feel that they've tried everything. I want them to feel that they have tried absolutely everything 
so that when they do choose to walk away, they walk away safely, comfortably, and actually happily. Because there's nothing worse than feeling years later, if only I'd done this, if only I'd tried this. No, you want to try everything now so that you can correct things. And I'm a great believer that anything can be said uh, if it's presented in the right way. And with my help and with my guidance, I can get you all through the rough bits. But it takes, it's hard work. It's hard work. And it's that hard work that so many people don't want to put their time and energy into. So, you know, the choice is always there. The choice is always there. It is a personal choice. And of course, again, I remember one man who was so upset because he didn't know what had been going on. He didn't know why she left. And he loved her so much and came to me absolutely heartbroken. And so you don't want to be the one who is left not knowing. <clears throat> you want to give each other a chance to correct. But of course, if there's too much water under the bridge, if there's too many betrayals, too many resentments, too much talking, and the other person hasn't really understood or put in any effort to correct, then sometimes people think, I can't be bothered. What's the point? Yeah. yeah. There are two people in every relationship and both of them have to be present. So after you've been through a breakup, you've done everything you can, explored every option and made the realization this is not to be. How do you know when you're ready to try again? Mm. You know, gosh, everybody, there are so many different opinions that people have, uh, you know, get back on the saddle again and just get out there. And that works for some people and it doesn't work for other people. It depends on you, your personality, but also, I believe, the depth of the hurt. You know, sometimes it's not the, the length of the relationship. It can be a short relationship or it can be decades, but I think it's the depth of the hurt. And so I'm a great believer on taking some time for yourself, being alone, <clears throat> being single for a while, and you know, this whole thing about healing yourself and and getting over things um, is really important, I believe, because there is nothing worse than somebody talking about their ex when you meet them and they're still talking about their hurts and, you know, what happened to them and what they did and whatever. It's like at a certain point, it's like, this is old news. This is an old story. And it should be, if you're able to tell what happened, without getting upset, without getting angry, without crying, then you're more than halfway there. The other thing is believing in yourself, trusting yourself that you can make good choices, that your intuition is sound when you are meeting somebody for the first time again. So we open our hearts again. And so whether it's a, an awakening, whether it's like, oh, he looks interesting, or oh, you feel a little buzz going, and then you think, oh, I'm not fossilized after all. The, the woman is still within me. And so there is that dormancy and an awakening, which I think is really, really important. Um, because those old patterns and gathering, you know, the bad relationships, moving from one to another, 
it's easy just to have somebody to say that you have somebody in your life. But if you're waiting for somebody special and you're looking for somebody special, then I think it's really important to take the time to heal yourself first. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Maggie, if <laughs> listeners want to work with you and like delve into the Maggie magic, how mm. can they reach you? How can they contact you? What's the easiest way? Well, the best and the way that I recommend is to go onto my website, which is barenakedcoach.com. And you'll see a little button right there at the head and throughout my website. And you can book a 30-minute free Zoom consultation. That's it. Free. You can see whether you like me, whether I make sense, whether I can pick up on intuitively to something that perhaps you haven't seen or you've got and you're like, and then you can decide if you want us to work together. And, um, you know, it's got to be a mutual thing because that's where I can give the best of myself and people can relax and be themselves. So that's it. Just book a free consultation. Awesome. So that's free consultation. Call it what you want. Barenakedcoach.com. But Maggie, I got to ask you because you're tearing it up on TikTok and Instagram with your educational videos. Talk to me a little bit about that. Give us your handle. Right. Well, anybody, sex educators, sexologists, anybody who does this type of work, um, we all know what it's called being shadow banned. And it's a terminology that means that we can't really express and use certain words um, because we get banned. We don't get pushed out by the algorithms. And so we don't get the viewers. Until I went on to TikTok. And TikTok is the place for me. And so it's just been amazing. The things that I've been able to teach, the things I've been able to talk about. And um, I've been absolutely flabbergasted by the age groups that have shown interest and light. And they're very young. And I was like, gosh, these are teenagers. And I was like, and then my sons told me, you know, mommy, listen, they're learning from you because otherwise they're going to be learning from porn. And so, listen, if, if there's any avenue that I can do through my speaking engagements, uh, where we met in Paris or um, on social media, um, if I can help people and if I can show them the beauty of committed relationships and healthy relationships, that's all I ask for. You have such a purpose and you are so driven and your work is so needed at this time because as social media has exploded Mm -hmm. and we're on the electronic leash, we tend to disconnect. And as human beings, we're social animals. We need touch. We need communication. We need acceptance. And you're making a big impact in fulfilling those needs for us. Yeah. The first question I ask couples, uh, which is it's like a, a... a barometer check for me is do you still kiss? Uh, so yeah. about touch. Touch is so important, but they might hold hands. But when did they last? And I don't mean a kiss here, here, here. I mean a passionate kiss. And they yeah, look at yeah. each other and I'm like, yeah, they're very sensible for coming to work with me because that is the that will really is for heightened arousal and 
quick and easiest way for stimulation. And um, so there are many, many things that tell me that couples have become unglued. And once you become unglued, that space between you stops the intimacy. So, and intimacy is the closeness. When we want to be like silk on silk. Oh, that's a lovely image to end with. And and I'll just call it out. It's so erotic. <laughs> I'm like getting excited. So for those of you who want to contact Maggie, you can reach her at thebarenakedcoach.com. There's a simple call to action button there. You can book a complimentary yep. session and you can start to delve into what is causing the break in your relationship with your significant partner. So excited to have you, Maggie. I will see you in Rome, my friend. We're going to go eat pasta together. Please check her out. She's just awesome. BareNakedCoach.com for a complimentary session so you can get in the bath of that Maggie magic and really understand what it is to have the depth of a committed relationship. And I may even have to try this because I'm not mature enough to have relationships, so I think I better be calling up Maggie. Anytime. I am so honored that Maggie Bain was my guest today. Sex can be a really difficult topic to talk about. And many times as women, we have a problem asking for what we need. We see this with salaries. We see this with promotions. And we also see it at home. Sometimes when we don't prioritize our own needs, we push our needs to the back of the line. We're taking care of everyone else. So if You are curious about how you can improve your primary relationship with your significant other. Reach out to Maggie. You can find her at barenakedcoach.com. She's offering a complimentary consult. It's easy to book. It's right on her website, barenakedcoach.com. Thanks for listening to Grace, Grit, and Getting It Done. I'm your host, Lisa Gillette. If you'd like more information or to contact me directly, send me an email, Lisa at BigSky, B-I-G-S-K-Y dot coach. Lisa at BigSky dot coach. Thanks for listening.